5: From the center of this galaxy and yours, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Appsock for another edition, the 138th edition, which makes me think it's almost like 11 3 eight. We're talking about George Lucas's Star Wars here. You guys get it. I'm Kat That's Joseph Grimshaw. That's Jennifer Landa. This is audio, and I'm pointing at them. Hello. Yeah,
6: <laughs> thanks for pointing at us with your voice, and your hand, <laughs> and your soul, really. I can't right. wait for uh, episode 1,138. That's oh, yeah, going to wow. be a hell of a celebration.
5: <laughs> I want that to happen, but uh, I'm slightly overwhelmed at the prospect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want it to happen. Oh.
7: Yes, uh, our
5: brains will not be in jars talking yeah. about Star Wars.
6: Ah,
7: well, that'd be all right. Yeah, we hope.
5: It's a living.
6: <laughs> yeah, hope, I agree. I'm, I'm on Team Brain and Jar.
5: Yeah, team team Brain going. and Jar. This episode has been wonderfully titled by Joseph Scrimshaw Will it all rhyme after nine? And I love that one. Which I know doesn't quite rhyme, which is part of (laughs) the intrigue. (laughs) Part of what's going on. Uh, You're so good with the titles, and that's one of my favorites. Good work, sir. We're going to dive into a lot of things. Yep, some Star Wars news to dive into. Uh, Good stuff, complicated stuff, and taking a look at what might happen in episode nine. And I'm going to guess this isn't going to be the last time. Episode nine, (laughs) bringing a lot of speculation out, and that's a good thing, as long as we do it Responsibly, as we like to do here in Four Center. I do want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at slash Four Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we will have our Four Center Recommends, a book we think you should check out through Audible. All right, we like to catch up as well. Jennifer, I know you've, you've got a busy life, uh, <laughs> uh, raising a young Jedi, oh, uh,
7: yes.
5: making sure houses that <laughs> you're going to buy don't slide off hills, all these adult things I don't understand. How are you?
7: I'm good. I've been actually thinking about decorating my daughter's future room. I've uh, been trying to look at some Star Wars art. Trying to see, because she loves the Disney princesses, but she also loves Leia. So I've been trying to see if there's Mm. any artwork with Leia and the princesses. Mm. There is, but it's, you know, there's a lot of copyright issues when it comes to Disney and Star Wars art, as I'm learning. Yeah, Yeah. so I've seen some cool things, because she loves Queen Amidala, too. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of sophisticated artwork that a three-year-old just doesn't get. <laughs> so I'm trying to get the cute stuff.
5: The layers of Amidala.
7: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Painting.
6: wow. What, are we talking about like adult or are you just talking about it looks like fine art?
7: Looks like fine art. Okay. okay. And you know... Like
6: Klimt painted
5: mm. Padme.
7: Yeah actually, I'm looking at your your Leia Ken. That's that's beautiful. That she would like that. That
5: is Nan uh, Lawson. Mm. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, we can talk after. She's a friend of uh, Joe Starrs from Screen Junkie. Oh, she does great yeah. stuff.
7: Okay, and great. that
5: Leia stuff. She has a lot of Star Wars stuff.
7: Yeah, that's a kind of beautiful artwork that you know three-year-old. Yeah. Because Amidala's makeup, you know, and a mm-hmm. the lot of lines, it can it can be a bit much for a three-year-old. <laughs> where she's like, hmm, that's not the Amidala I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. From my Star Wars kids book.
5: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, you know, you'll, the force will lead you yes. to the right piece of art.
7: On Society6. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, uh, I know you and I had an adventure, a shared adventure, but uh, what else has been going on? We'll talk about our shared adventure Uh, as well.
6: Yeah, so I have been working on a project that, uh, knock on wood, Mm. by the time this is released, it will be out. Nice. Uh, It is uh, called Adventures in Voting, and it's Mm. an album uh, on Bandcamp that uh, money will go to rock the vote. Right. Uh, And I asked a bunch of people to tell me about pop culture characters that inspire them to Mm. go forward and get out. In vote or talk to other people about voting, because obviously um, voting can feel like a drag. Yeah, it's like oh, I study a booklet to see what this proposition actually means, and <laughs> figure it helps if you think like, you know what Princess Leia would study right. the handbook. She would memorize. That's great. She would skip yoga on Tuesday, and she would go. Vo- you know,
5: we'll uh, we'll remind everyone at the end where to find it, but uh, it, it'll it'll be readily available. Is yes. What we're saying. Yes. Great. Uh, Yeah, I just experienced that today before you guys came over. I was going through the mail, and I had my voting books and everything, and I literally had to be like, "Ah, we'll deal with this one tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stuff, but it's important, and we... We, Force Center recommends voting. Voting, <laughs> it's, it's an important thing. Uh, and our shared shared adventure, we uh, went out, you mean, uh, meaning uh, Joseph and your lovely wife Sarah and uh, uh, Grace, uh, my girlfriend, we went out to see Van William in concert. Yeah, Van William, friend of the show. He's been on the show. He'll be on the show again. A rock and roll star if I've ever seen one. We got to go to the bootleg theater over there on Beverly and see Van rock out like a true, Superstar.
6: Yeah, that's right. We had a lot of uh, lovely Jameson and ginger ale drinks. Ginger beer, actually. <laughs> oh, uh, ginger uh, beer. delightful. Jameson and ginger beer, even better. Yeah. And it was, it was very nice when I went to the bar to order it. I was like, I'll have a Jameson and ginger. And the bartender's like, ale or beer? And I was like, oh, <gasps> oh, beer, sir. And he's, like, <gasps> oh. and he's like, good choice. And then we made many good choices. Oh,
5: boy. <laughs> Ooh, we made a few. We had, a, cause yeah. we had some pre show drinks, like oh. a, yeah. a Responsible Adults uh, <laughs> Jen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, Joseph's a very, uh, very fun uh, social drinker, if I may. So I think I've addressed this before. I just <laughs> love being around him. He, it, it, and he's, I always love being around him. But, he, you know, there's just a twinkle in his eye. That yeah. I mean. A twinkle in his uh, eye, and extended pinky, and same to you. sir. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, you know, your wife is wonderful and just entertaining as well. You guys are so adorable together out and about. But uh, uh, Joseph got around and then was kind of like he made the mistake. He's like, you yeah, my tab's open. And normally I'm like, ah, oh, that's okay. I don't want to put And then I, I turned to Grace and was like, yeah, one well, on one. Oh. And I, I think I lost count. And, oh boy. But here's the wow. thing, Jennifer. We both had the shared experience. Didn't feel it. No.
7: Really? Wasn't
5: like, no, nope, it was a good time. Yay, remember pretty much everything until the morning, Joseph, it all went away.
6: Yeah, there was, <laughs> I, I ate a frozen pizza uh, when I got home. And then I, I, I had memories of finishing the frozen pizza. And then I saw frozen pizza remnants in the refrigerator. I was like, oh. I lost a
5: little frozen pizza time at the end of the evening, but besides <laughs> that, a responsible adult. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. I mean, we joke about uh, the whiskey at Data Bank Brawl, but it was fun, and Van William uh, is is uh, not just a friend of the show, he's a friend of us, and, and it was fun to, to really see him ply his trade. We've talked yeah. about Star Wars with him, but this is... Truly, his element. It was
6: He's great. just a great rock and roll guy, yeah. like a great '90s throwback, but still modern. And yeah, yeah. It's just really, really fun and powerful and optimistic and heartfelt music.
5: Absolutely, mm. Ally Crow, Buckley, and Mike Viola both opened, uh, respectively. Uh, they, they, and I, I, I. Uh, with a few James and Gingers, purchased Mike Viola's latest album <laughs> and I think accosted him in the green room. You oh. did? Yeah, because you told me that. Yeah, I bought your album! And he just kind of was like, hey, great. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really remember that part until my morning walk today when a song came on. I was like, I, oh, oh, I own oh, this now. I own this now. So good oh, times.
0: that's funny. Good
5: times indeed. Not quite Star Wars adventures, but definitely life adventures. So let's dive into the news. We got some... Porgs, we get some serious stuff and we get some more fun. Jennifer, let's get to it.
7: Porgs and ginger. Uh, <laughs> ginger beer? Ginger <laughs> <porgs>. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. IL- IL- ILM X Labs new project uh, is called Project Porg and it is a mixed reality immersive experiment where you'll need to gain the trust and affection of your porgs. You'll feed them treats play with them, and you'll also teach them how to maneuver real-world environments with care instructions from C-3PO himself. Project Board will will arrive this December as a free digital download for the Magic Leap One, which is an innovative VR AR headset available for $2,300. Two thousand three hundred dollars.
0: Wow. Our porgs
7: worth two thousand three hundred dollars. Is my question. Wow! I got excited yeah. when I read this. I was like, "Oh, cool! It'll be at the. It'll be at the. You know, the mall. Right, Glendale Galleria or whatever." Sure. Nope. Nope. No. you got to buy these cool steampunk looking mm-hmm. goggles.
6: Okay. To see it. So mm. this is different than all of the Vader ongoing story that they've been rolling out, where you have to go to a location exactly. and you pay for the event. This is you. In your own home you feed porgs. This is like <laughs> yes. this is like uh, Pokemon Go. This is Porgimon Go.
7: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> for, mean, $2, for two thousand dollars. For two thousand dollars. Maybe that's why it's not gonna be like that thing where you go to downtown Disney mm-hmm. because it's like can you imagine? I mean I would I would pay for it just yeah. to go and pet the porgs.
6: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But right? Can you imagine the screams of the children when they're like, five minutes only? <laughs> right. <laughs> you pet the porgs, you fed them a little bit. Now get out. No, Another get kid's out. coming.
7: Yeah, exactly.
6: Well,
5: at that price point, I will not be partaking in this, <laughs> um, unfortunately. Ken comes
6: in with the common
5: sense. <laughs> there is a chance, though, that if this were affordable or I had it, that this would be the only thing in Star Wars I'd want to do or talk about going forward. Just porgs. <laughs> yeah, I
6: mean, I hope this is like <laughs> when, you know, you used to rent a, a VHS tape and be like, you know, if you lose that, it's $90 for Oh romancing the stone or whatever. Uh, I that hope it's the yours. kind of thing that is like, by you know two years from now, it's like, yeah, it's like a console. It's $250, yeah. 250 Right. Bucks. Yeah. That's so
5: true. Yeah. That's so true. Remember the street street date release of a, like a movie in '99? $89. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're <laughs> oh right. Gosh. You're right. I think as technology moves forward, we'll have these on our iPhones. One so, so hopes, yeah. yeah. But I hate the cult of pork continues and God bless it. Yeah. Super cool. Super yeah. cool use of porks.
7: Right. Just a high high price tag. Well, in sad news, Disneyland has canceled its long-running Jedi Training Academy show. The show ran for 12 years in Tomorrowland, and it offered kids the chance to become Padawans and battle Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. As of now, Disneyland is not uh, saying if a new version of the show will be in Galaxy's Edge, but according to MakingStarWars.net, the cancellation came as a big surprise to the cast members— Uh, on the show because they had had no idea it was coming. And we're basically told, uh, your show is ending as of November 3rd. Sorry, you're out of a job. So this kind of made me realize, what is Tomorrowland going to be like Mm. when Galaxy's Edge opens? I feel like it's going to be sad. Like, how are they going (laughs) to, right? Everyone's going to be wanting to go to Galaxy's Edge, and Tomorrowland's just going to be like, I don't know.
6: It's just going to be that place where you go get uh, pizza from aliens. And the what is their sign? Pizza Port. Yeah, yeah, the Pizza Port. And this is just, like a happy
5: place.
7: Right.
5: <laughs> pizza Port, the most crowded bathrooms in Disneyland by Space Mountain. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, video game arcade. Yeah, it's changed change of this. Yeah,
6: non Hyperspace Mountain, just regular Space right. Mountain, right? Yeah. What fun
5: is that? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is true.
6: They do need to give it a spin so it doesn't, because obviously it was mm. still created in that sort of 1950s. Like, in the future, we will mm. be able to heat turkey quickly. Like, got kind of like,
7: Fun like that <laughs> retro futuristic yeah. vibe. Maybe they go back to that.
6: Yeah, and yeah. really lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and have a sense of fun and irony about that. But yeah, a uh, friend of the show, i say, she appeared on two episodes of Data Bank Brawl. Kim Cannon. Oh yeah, right, it's Kim. Is, yeah, uh, is a Jedi, and I guess until November third. And oh, yeah, we saw. Um, yeah, excuse me, saw her Instagram post that had the like, well can't tell anybody anything about this because I don't know anything about this. Mm.
5: Truly a a surprise right Mm. there from the mouths of at least one cast member.
7: Yeah, that stuff
5: always depresses me, you know. And I get it sometimes the nature of business, but like when, you know, everyone shows up to a restaurant to work and the restaurant's closed. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It's horrible stuff. So, but but you're right, Jen, you know, and you know some of the inner workings of that park too yourself. Uh, I got to wonder... I'm so excited for Galaxy's Edge, but we got Star Tours way over there. Right. <laughs> yeah, or that gift shop might not be the same. Yeah. It's change, but but change, yeah. but we'll find a way to rebrand, I guess. Mm. I, I still miss the People Movers. So. <gasps>
7: Me too. <Yeah. laughs> I love the People Movers.
5: I know you, Joseph, um, kind of live most of your life in Minnesota. Did you yeah. get to experience ever the People Movers? No. Or oh. Imagine a ride. where you get in with your friends family or strangers in a little car that seats about eight that's connected to about four other cars that seat about eight and you move at two miles an hour (laughs) through a track
6: that's the whole thing
5: that's the ride like the future (laughs) that's Exactly, <laughs> you get to go through some other things and see it. Okay, but I kind of always liked it. It was a highlight of my ten-year-old self's trip to Disneyland. And did did some it. child win a
6: contest to name it?
5: Is that why it's just called <laughs> the People, people Mover? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Or Walt was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, in the future, people will be moved."
7: Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was bad though because when I was in high school, we I mean, we used to go there a lot. Like a lot of the. "Quote unquote bad kids would do bad things on those rides." So the idea that we're now going to have a cantina where people can drink—I'm like, people were drinking in the People Movers; oh, yeah. they were doing all sorts of stuff on the People Movers. <laughs> so stuff was happening at Disney.
6: Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I'm just—I, yeah. I, it's interesting if they're going to eliminate anything that it that doesn't uh, fit into the immersive. Mm. Right. You know, because this, is, yeah, this right. is obviously not real. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. <But.
7: laughs> sorry. It's not real. <laughs> it's what do you mean it's a, not sorry real? Sorry to blow your mind. Yeah. It's happiest place on Earth. Well, another disappointing news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars writer Chuck Wendig was unfortunately uh. fired from Marvel, taken off issues four and five of Shadow of Vader and his unannounced Star Wars comic, has been scrapped. Wendig shared the news on Twitter in a thread detailing the harassment that he's faced since Aftermath first came out. And if you follow Wendig on Twitter, you know he fights back against the trolls, he often uses profanity, and is not afraid to share his political beliefs. And so, last Friday, his Marvel editor called him and fired him because, as Wendig said, his Twitter feed is too much politics, too much vulgarity, and too much negativity. This came as a big surprise to everyone, obviously, including him. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts on this firing, and were you surprised?
5: Joseph, here's a box. I want you to open this box. (laughs) Yeah, here (laughs) you go. It's called a Pandora's bracelet. No, it's a box. Um, Yes, uh, Pandora's uh, uh, holocron. (laughs) Yeah, it's freaking to
6: open. Yeah, I mean, it is. um, I think, uh, obviously, here on on Force Center, uh, I've been honest that I'm— liberal and uh <laughs> because I have no reason <laughs> to hide that uh but we've tried to make it like hey we're going to talk about stars and have fun and it's, uh, mm-hmm. I do think mm-hmm. that some of those really real world things are you know getting to a place where it's hard to ignore them because I think it's almost it's it's hard to talk about this without stepping into the world of the political at least a mm-hmm. little bit yeah um I was surprised and and I'm disappointed mm-hmm. I, yeah I don't think uh that he should have been fired. Um he had the follow-up um Twitter feed, Twitter uh uh scroll, whatever the the, the thread. Thread, thank you. Those are words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um on Saturday, I believe, saying that he had never been told about any sort of policy. And if they right. had told him like, hey, you know what, going forward we don't want our writers to swear. Right. Or going forward we don't want our, our uh writers to be overly political, then he would have felt like, well at least I have a choice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I really agree with him on that point. I feel like a sudden firing is just awkward.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, um, yeah. God, there's so much. There's so much, but also so so. It, it boils down to a lot of little things here, and, and we'll go. We'll bat the ball around here. Yeah, I, I, I. When I, I like, I wasn't surprised, but I don't mean that as an indictment of Wendeg or or defense of Marvel. I just mean like this is where a lot of things are headed sometimes, and yeah. I think, and it's. And you know, type. I am generally a conservative person. I think that's come out a little now and then. And and I want to defend anyone's right to say those kind of things. Either way, in in a, in, a, in a general sense, you know. Um, so I, that that upsets me too. Where where he, if if you take one to get his word, and and he's pretty open and honest. Mm-hmm. And now Marvel is not going to come out and say much. Even if they did put a statement, it's not going to probably say much. Right. Um, if his lawyers and his team got to be looking at a contract and going, there was no, it was their social media policy. Uh, I, I've had to sign those for complex media. Very detailed. Yeah. If if, if there wasn't and there was no warning, then yeah, you, you probably have, uh, I want to say wrongful termination because I don't think it was a full time employee contract. Yeah. But and I don't was. think
6: he has any interest in anything legal. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no. How I was are saying, we going to move forward in these ideas where we all yeah. agree that. Not, I guess we shouldn't say we all agree. I think a lot of people feel like on any side of the spectrum, you should be able to say what you want as an what? individual.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, and the other thing for me uh, in, 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 is you could you you could approach this from different angles. But I, I he his the amount of harassment he faced mm-hmm. would cause anyone to maybe say a word stronger than Shazbot. You know. Yeah. Uh, and he also took on he he, he might have been rare in a way fighting for some causes you know and 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 that's that's also that's okay as well yeah and i think what you said of he his follow-up tweets were very interesting of like yeah no i was not warned and i might have might have chosen or could have at least had that choice so that's where i think you look at marvel and go what what did what did what did this person do what's we might never know the true story but bad optics yeah (laughs) and also
6: just continuing bad optics because as he also said like why not let me Finish four and five, and then never hire me again. Yeah, yeah. Because now they're in the position of marketing those first books. Yeah. Either canceling Shadow of Vader that they just announced a week ago, which is going to be great. Marketing the first three issues and going, buy these, buy a person we fired. Right. And like, it's just as a business decision, removing everything else. It's just clumsy. Uh, Very, very Mm -hmm. clumsy.
7: Yeah. When I I was surprised surprised to learn that it was actually Marvel. I thought it was Disney initially. I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. Having worked for Disney over the years, uh, it, it, to me, they were always very adamant about, yes, you, know, you are always a cast member, even when you're out in public, like you are representing the brand and you have to be, it's a very conservative company. Mm-hmm. So, but then when I learned it was Marvel, I was like, oh, and then there was no warning. Because that to me is like, well, it wasn't about, It wasn't about how he was tweeting, Mm -hmm. which is what they kind of were seeming to indicate. You know, you're using vulgarity and whatnot. It's what he was tweeting that they did not like Mm. all of a sudden. That was very, very bizarre. It's not I actually looked into it. It's not illegal for a company to fire you. But I do wonder about the agreement that you're talking about. If he didn't sign an agreement.
5: If they, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. And 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 here's the other thing too: is like, I, I in this day and age of, of media discussion and digital, which is a wonderful industry that we're a part of. Like, I know we're all supposed to have takes, you know, not just here at Force center, but like, what do you think about that movie? I, I'm going to be honest with you: I I, I don't have a, a specific take or thought. I have a, I just kind of depressed by the whole situation because uh, I don't think this will be the f- last time we deal with something like this. And it, it begs questions of what can companies and what should companies do to protect creators who are out in the wild of, of social media um, when, when, when the, the harassment comes, and it does, because mm-hmm. it always does. Yeah. Yeah, it always it, does.
6: The, to me, it, up to a point, I think the harassment discussion is know, um, muddying the waters yeah, yeah. a little bit because Wendig's been like this on social media Forever. Oh, right, this is yes. not new. This is not even a response to, like, most recent elections. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, if I have my story straight, he was approached on Twitter about writing Aftermath, about getting involved in Star Wars. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. He he commented on Twitter, I'd love to write a Star Wars book. And somebody responded, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the conversation came from right. Twitter. Right. Like, who he is on Twitter has always been apparent. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a response to one of his more recent threads, which is not even about Star Wars. It's about his own political opinions. Mm -hmm. It's it's about speaking up against things that you don't think are right and Mm -hmm. not allowing yourself to be silenced. And to me, it's disturbing that it came in reaction to that. Right. And I think there's this whole sub-argument about his relationship with fans. And I think mm-hmm. I'm sure he's slipped uh, he- here and there. Right. But like Ryan Johnson, I think he's been really good about saying, hey, if you dislike Aftermath because you think it's a poorly written book, fine. If you dislike The Last Jedi because you think it was a bad take on Luke, fine. When I say crying man babies, I'm talking about people who are tweeting hate mm-hmm. at me and Ryan Johnson or mm-hmm. people who are saying blatantly racist and sexist things. So, If, in my opinion, he was just saying, you like The Last Jedi or you're an idiot, I would go like, yeah, okay, but, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on on this, and that's fine, I think he was attacking trolls. Right. right. I think he was attacking angry, hateful people who are attacking creators, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that really gets down, bothers me, Mm of, I think he is absolutely right to stand up. Yeah. And say this is wrong you shouldn't attack Kelly Mere Tran. right you shouldn't attack Ryan Johnson dislike the films all you want but you shouldn't be attacking people with actual hate yeah and for then somebody at Marvel to go you should be quiet now
5: is exactly what his thread was about right. about <laughs> civility right yes i yes i want to uh, 100% agree with that and that's why that's, that's where I go to what, what can, and that's a, a, a side question I now have, too, is, 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 is like, I got to think some people at Marvel are aware that some of the things he's fighting against, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if, if, if it's just this editor and I, you know, a decision to fire someone might just come from him, but it has to go some point unless yeah. you really mess up. <laughs> As a boss, you have to go through someone to go, "Hey, this is a choice, get the paperwork ready you know what I mean so that's where I, that's where another thing where I could just get depressed too because this this will embolden some this yes. this is this and now that's why I think there there could be more situations not necessarily for Marvel or even in the Star Wars world, where just people creators, like you said, might slip up enough to get someone to go Aha! reported." You know, and that's 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 a concern I have, too. We're just like, it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what he was doing for a lot of it, because I could take I could take a lot of the other stuff and just just, it. you know, whether I agree with him or not, just it's like it, that's the Tim, you know. And, yeah. And we all should just be allowed to be as as much as us as we want online. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a concern. Yeah, It's it's you know, you're you, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of. Lot of thoughts, lot of feelings. Yeah, it's also yeah. a
7: tactic that people are using, and I'm seeing. I was seeing it today with with someone else who has been on an ABC show recently, where she is now being targeted and harassed, and it's basically like these people are like punching at you, mm-hmm. get trying to get a rise out of you, and then when the person gets angry and fights back, then I'm seeing them going, "Hey Disney, do you want do you want your employee to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. you know?" So it really is this new tactic, and unfortunately, it seems to be. Effective, apparently. Well, and that's and that's
5: one of the 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 fallouts is a lot of people like I I saw Mark Bernardin. uh, You Mm -hmm. know, uh, I don't know. I worked with him a couple things. He's he's you know great. I like Mark a lot. And he said, you know, I think there should be there's yes, there's going to be consequences for things you say, and that's that. But we I think we want to know that you can be protected by a company that you're working for, right? If a lot of it's from that, but again. Is could this could all relate to that editor? You know what I mean? Not, yeah. not to, I'm not saying to, to to wipe it all clean. I'm just like there's something going on there that oh, that's, yeah. that's depressing. To yeah, me. and yeah. and 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 the end result is 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 this is a, one of my favorite personally favorite. Star Wars writers, who, who we we all can agree here, has, has inspired people with his characters. Singer Conder, yeah. the exp- a, a expansion of Ray Sloan as a character. Everybody's talking about Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth, uh, you know, because the of, the Mandalorian. of Jar Jar. Yeah, mm. and, and, and and to those listening who, who who felt inspired by his stuff, here's that stuff does not go away. And yeah, you can still carry the inspiration with you.
7: Therapy Ewok.
5: Therapy Ewok. Oh yeah. man.
7: Yeah, yes, just yeah, we could do the whole show on this. It's very, <laughs> very, very disappointing. Uh, last week, Joseph asked if all Mandalorian announcements would be coming from John Favreau's Instagram. <laughs> and the answer this week is yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Thanks to his
7: Insta, we got two pieces of news from the Mandalorian set. First, he shared a photo of what looked like the computer memory core a.k.a. the ice cream maker, Will Hood ran with on Cloud City. The second news came from when he shared a photo of an Ambin Phase Pulse blaster. Uh, Boba Fett used this 2 prong blaster in, <laughs> to save Luke Skywalker from A Panda Dragon in the cartoon that aired during the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, can we talk about <laughs> this one first?
0: Yes. <laughs> when the holiday I special? saw that, yeah. I
7: was like, oh, I, the fact that they're referencing this cartoon... Mm-hmm. I thought it was just really neat. Yeah,
6: yeah. I can't remember who, and I apologize, but one of our listeners uh, had tweeted at us uh, thinking that it was this blaster from just seeing the the handle the, in that yeah. original yeah, Mandalorian yeah. photo. So it's oh, cool that it was confirmed.
7: Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. I love it.
5: That holiday special keeps rearing itself.
7: Yeah,
6: head. Yes. Just, it's such great to me, just confirmation of this spot that Favreau is in. That just, I mean, that really supports the. I've been thinking about this since college. Mm-hmm. This is my dorm room fan fiction writ large.
0: You
5: know, uh, the, that holiday special. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's a special place in your heart, and all of us too. But um, I got the new visual dictionary, which I, I love Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and I think Pablo does a great job with that. It was pretty much the ones you've all had just in one convenient okay. location. But they have they really they they put Acmena in there and there's a <gasps> picture of B Arthur and they're and they're very like this she was like the night bartender
8: wow and I'm, like they're they're
5: they're it is an actual not just mentioned like a novel uh-huh. like boom there she is
8: great
7: I love that okay now what about this Wilro Hood ice cream maker thing there was some speculation online that it could be like you know in solidarity for uh, Chuck Wendig because Wilro Hood was set to appear in his upcoming Vader comic mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm.
7: or it could just be, it's just a random prop line around or but, both or, both. Yeah. or Wilro Hood will be in the Mandalorian. What is going on?
6: I just feel like John Favreau is on set making a Star Wars show and nerding out. Yeah. Like I, I don't put it out of the the possibility that he's like, I'm going to share something today. And like, oh, well, the Willow Hood thing will be a real... For people who really want to dig for it, yeah. we'll find this connection to the Wendig situation. But I, I think uh, even without that, the fact that it's on set...
7: That's on set.
6: You know, that he's... like that, that kind of nerd about Star Wars... Yes. ...is the most powerful thing to me.
7: Yeah.
5: hmm mm-hmm. I... Uh, uh, my first thought was the Wendig comic. Oh, yeah? Which, by the way, going back to... Uh, he's off the Acolytes Beyond issue, which... Doubly sucks just as a nerd fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like the fourth or fifth was going to be the accolades Beyond. So mm. that's disappointing. But um, I, I could be that it's another. What are they actually called again? Ice cream makers are the, oh, the, uh, the data. The
7: computer memory computer. core. Eh,
5: maybe there's just one of the many floating around. Yeah. You know? Oh,
7: sure. But that's true. Wouldn't it be? It would be fun. It would be if, fun.
5: If the, the Mandalorian turns a corner and Wilbur would stand in
7: there. <laughs> Running by. Like, you I can. had to
5: leave. Run with that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to put it down now, Wilbur.
6: Oh,
7: my gosh. It'll ah. be
6: okay. I, it just gets me uh, uh, excited. We were talking uh, before we started that Jennifer constructed the news. <laughs> Start with a fun thing, have a couple sad things, and end on a fun thing, and in the spirit of fun, I just think it's so great that he's sharing these super nerdy things. And just something that I think most fans can get excited for. Exactly. Absolutely,
7: And it makes me want ice cream.
5: <laughs>
6: and that
7: is the end of the news.
5: Well, that's the news. And as always, we like to make a four Center recommendation of an audible book that we want you to try. And today, Joseph, our choice is something that I wrote
6: down before everything happened. <laughs> it's The Aftermath Trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Which I put on there because we were talking last week about Cobb Vanth and we're going to be having the whole Mandalorian show that's set in generally this time period, a little later, I think. Um, But certainly that's one of the biggest parts of existing canon to set you up for the era that we're going to see in The Mandalorian. So I think yeah. if you're wanting to catch up with it, listen to those audiobooks.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. That series grew on me in a big way. The epilogue of Jar Jar Binks, even Mr. Bones. Yeah, I would not have thought that at the end of that story, I would have had tears in my eyes and enjoyed that character so much. Part of the uh, great work of Chuck Wendig in the Aftermath Trilogy. Check it out. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash 4 Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 4 for your free audiobook. Ooh, you've cooked up some deep, thought-inducing <laughs> questions. I was looking at this today, watching some football, just some noise in the background going, I don't know if I have all the answers here. <laughs> We're going to dive in with how will episode nine connect the saga?
6: That is right. I was uh, thinking about this uh, and I wrote down some questions, and then I looked back at them and I was like, what, Really? I don't know if I have any answers to that, but we'll try. We'll share our thoughts and stumble through it together as some Star Wars fans. Uh, so J.J. J. Abrams has said that he wants this film to connect to the entire Skywalker saga. I think he said that like once, and we're hanging on to it because it sounds cool. Uh, so first off, how do you interpret that, and are you excited about it? Because that was my initial knee-jerk reaction when I heard him say that. I thought, that's so cool to have a sense of... What is the whole story, Ben? Mm. And so I'm really excited about it,
5: but it, it occurred to me to take a step back and ask if you both were. Mm. Very excited. And you're so right, though. This was a, 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 one of those almost Wikipedia entries of, didn't JJ say he's going to tie this? <laughs> What's the source on that? Eh, hey, we're not sure. But yes, I think that's come up a lot. And I I go to Skywalker socket, like you said, and and what was going on around there, the fall of that republic and maybe a little trip back to Dexter's diner. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are excited for it. I'm very excited. For okay. It. okay. How about you, Jennifer?
7: I am excited for it as well. I think the quote came when people were asking about like if there were going to be more more sagas, you know, after mm-hmm. 9. Yeah. And I think that he was like, "No, this this is going to connect. I forget how that happened." But yeah. anyways, I am excited. Closure you know, mm. the poetry of Star Wars. It it was the Anakin Skywalker saga one through one through six. And so it has to connect. Yeah. I, th- I mean, otherwise it would just be weird. It would just be weird. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Like I certainly don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be a cliffhanger. And then it'll be like, <laughs> and we're never going to make, we're never going <laughs> to tell you what happened to Ray and friends.
7: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Who
6: knows if Kylo turned back to the good side? Who knows? Uh, so, Ryan Johnson set J.J. Abrams up to have a really wide open playing field, regardless of what you think of Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly that throne room scene and taking Snoke out really Mm -hmm. sort of kept kept some of the parallels that could be there for Return of the Jedi and and played them earlier, played those Mm -hmm. beats earlier. Uh, So J.J. Abrams, wide open field. Do you want it to be really fresh new? Do you want it to be really different or do you want it to rhyme with Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith in some specific way?
5: Mm. I, I want it to, to rhyme with, with Return a little bit in, in the sense of uh, let's have closure to this big battle and the battle between the Resistance and the First Order. And, you know, I don't want the movie to end with the and the fight will go on. Like I don't even if that yeah. leads to an animated series that I go to love. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the to me the, one of the big victories of Ryan Johnson Last Jedi is I can't predict. I can't predict. What fun to me as a creator if you're JJ J. Lawrence Cast to sit down and be like, "Whoa, okay. Some of the pieces are gone. We gotta come up with some new pieces. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Jennifer?
7: This is complicated, I think, because JJ Abrams has been accused of rehashing. Uh, right. With the Force Awakens, so it's very tricky. Where if he if he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rhyme. There's gonna be a subsections. <laughs> like, you suck. You no. you just are rehashing. You're nostalgic. Oh. So <laughs> it's gonna have to be done if he does want to rhyme it in a very subtle way. You know, it's not gonna be somebody in lava. <laughs> Screaming right on, on the
6: second Star Killer base, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, so yeah. I mean, I think the second Star Killer base kind of can't happen, right? <laughs> yeah, no, i mean, it what, cannot. What do you think would just for fun? What would happen if, it, oh if like gosh. the first trailer comes out, like they've built another <laughs> Star Killer base? Like, what,
5: what would Star Wars fans do?
6: I mean, oh,
7: they would lose it.
5: I yeah. I mean, I remember the. F- I was not thrilled when the first poster came out, and a lot of it—not thrilled, thr- but I just like. Eh, I hope that's not another Death Star. I right? was really surprised. Yeah. yeah, we talked about yeah that. early, early in the Force Center days. Um, it would be a big challenge for my overt, uh, uh, sometimes annoying to some fans, uh, positivity about Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a big challenge though it. It'd be like, yeah. um, hey, I'm always open. You you give me another Ewok dance if you execute it properly. I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> Um, But Sloppy Ewok dances. It would be challenging. Executed
6: properly. Yeah, I guess, like, kind of in the big picture of rhyming with both of them, they're both the fall of a government that has been in place for a while, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the Republic falls in Revenge of the Sith and the Empire falls in Return of the Jedi. And in the sequel trilogy, once again, we're not quite in the same place because the New Republic already fell. In theory, if our general fan guesses are true, the First Order will kind of have a military hold and they'll be... Scrappy little resistance, but it'll be more like a galaxy in chaos. So already mm-hmm. that's something that's different to Rhyme. It's yeah.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Great point. It'll be like, at most, if they jump ahead three years, will be like, this three-year-old regime of the First Order fell.
5: Yeah, because it's not like uh, the Rebellion as we know now, which slowly builds over 20 years, and the yeah. different cells connect, and all these, which is, to me, some of the best things uh, you know in the new Star Wars uh, storytelling of, of the formation of the Rebellion. Um, yeah, you wouldn't have that time. You know, it's gotta, it's got to end differently. Something's got to happen. Yeah. Faster. Faster, more intense. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. That's it, why I can't predict. It. it makes me wonder if there is the possibility
6: of you know, if the First Order kind of falls, if its leadership falls apart, if there is a little bit more of, we get to see kind of the truce on screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where like the people the rank and file in the First Order are kind of like oh, why were we doing this again? It's just Awful war, and ideologically, mm. we've been trained to believe that the galaxy needs order. But we're just at war. You're like mm. orphans, uh, you know, from who used to, you know, clean fathers are murdering us left and right. Yeah, why? S- what is the point of all this? If there could be like some moment of like uh, that would be different. That, yeah, of be- coming together once if mm. Kylo or Hux fell, and it was first story
5: kind of had no head,
8: mm, mm-hmm. kind of
5: emerging. Like that Simpsons episode where the kids all emerge into the street into the sunlight <laughs> and don't really know what's happening because you what you're saying reminds me of uh, Cardinal in 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 the Fassbender novel yeah who's all first order you yeah know? and I, you know spoiler coming for those who haven't read it but then yeah he slowly starts to well, okay wait a minute oh okay and he gets to a point where you know what he believed in might have been true on the surface for him but digging realized oh this is not what I thought it was and yeah. that's an interesting turn. Finn's turn is different to me. Finn, the more you watch it, the more you dig into it. It wasn't that a I don't think he had some big, like, I don't agree with the First Order. He's just like, I want out. I can't do that. I can't shoot a Villager. Everything's wrong, but I'm also afraid. I'm afraid of fast. but there was a lot of different things. It wasn't as cut and drive as at least as I initially thought. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has a problem with the First Order, but he's running. He's scared. Yeah. And it's different versus Cardinal going, uh, what I was serving, And believing in Hmm. is not what I want to believe in anymore.
6: Yeah. And I think by the time, you know, Last Jedi, he sees all this evidence of who the people are from the Resistance, who the people are in the First Order, and he comes around.
5: Which is the DJR, which to me is, yeah, that's where he gets to. Yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, so I, I think there's a possibility that it'll be really different on the surface. Like, there won't be anything super recognizable, like Starkiller Base 2. But Mm -hmm. thematically, there might be some kind of rhythms. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about rhyming uh, because George Lucas has made those quotes multiple times and we poke fun and we celebrate them. Um, An example of some rhyming that I really love is that we see in the prequels, Anakin is pulled to the dark side because he fears losing Padme. And then uh, Vader tries the same thing on Luke by threatening Leia. Mm -hmm. You know, you will lose the person you love and it doesn't work. Luke fights that temptation to the dark side and it's like one of the things that like enriches both of their stories to mm. compare and contrast how and why did this exact same thing play out differently. How do you think uh Kylo's stanza might fit in that poem since he is the Skywalker of the story right now?
5: Yeah, this is one of the ones that I was uh finding difficult to answer in, a g- in the best way possible. Yeah, it makes you think. So, Jennifer, you go first.
7: Yeah. <laughs> this was. I had the same thought, and my thought was, well, it doesn't work for me with Kylo, because what does he have to lose at this point? It would be more about Rey and Rey losing Finn. I think that that might actually make her more susceptible to the dark side or, or something like that. Um, but with Kylo... I mean, unless it, they twist it and he really does care about Rey in some weird way. I don't there, know. There's yeah.
5: something in this idea of it's the reverse a little bit where he's, I think he already lost stuff. Right. That's the thing is he's
6: rejected yeah. everyone. Yeah. His yeah. falling to the dark side was pushing away all the Padme's and Leia's as it were.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: Or I want to be alone. Them. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like only I am right. In fact, by kill, yeah. kill it all. No yeah. Sith, no Snoke, no nothing. Um, just me and Ray, if you'd like to join me, which right. she didn't.
7: Then what if it's the inverse and he's pulled to the light because he.
5: And it ends in a Star Wars wedding.
7: Yeah, because I, I don't know.
5: Yeah.
6: I, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> think that, but <laughs> no, I think yeah. the Raylo shippers, r- shippers would be thrilled. Uh, the Raylo
7: shippers would be happy.
6: Yeah, and I think that's a fascinating question because I kind of thought about it from the, okay, well, if everything stays the way it is, then Kylo is the Skywalker of the Skywalker saga. But Mm -hmm. Jennifer, you're totally right of, if you're mapping uh, the arc in the sequel trilogy, it's Rey's journey who has similarities to the steps that both Anakin and Luke go through. Right. So she's not actually the Skywalker, but she is the hero Jedi walking through those paths. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that'll be really interesting uh, Mm. to see... Who who kind of takes up the main rhyme? <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> who spits the beats, as it were. Um, I think I think that there's going to be something meaty and thematic about a selfless act from Kylo,
2: mm-hmm.
6: because that's kind of what a lot of this has hinged on. Yeah, uh, a lot of these these turns, right? That yeah. Anakin uh, finally uh, redeems himself by. Defeating Palpatine not out of anger but out of love for Luke and right. out of sacrificing himself and Luke is ready to sacrifice himself to save everyone. So uh, that would be how would you feel if it was like all it all? They're on Starkiller Base too, and mm-hmm. uh, it, but Kylo makes a selfless act and that's what turns the tide.
5: I, as much as I say, hey, we're kind of uh wide open territory. I think there are a lot of roads leading back to that point uh, with Kylo because I think he has to end the movie destroyed or dead if he's just the bad guy and if there's a switch yeah there's especially as as we have a more realistic uh, view of our movies and our you know batman is is real now he's not pow zoom zam um Vader, you know, gets redeemed and we we love it and it, but he he's he's a horrible guy. Yeah, <laughs> he did some real bad he things. He did some bad things. Uh Kylo were more it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, and I was around for a little bit, but a little too young to have these discussions in nineteen eighty-three. Um we're a little bit more aware of the horrible things Kylo has done. Yeah. Plus killing of the Han, of the Han solo character doesn't sit well with a lot of people. No. So I like the idea of his redemption it just needing to be maybe something to do with how the First Order is destroyed. I don't know. Yeah. If I, I always think if I can predict it, then I don't want it because I'm not good good at that. So I want someone else to come yeah. up with something more creative. Yeah. J.J. Yeah. and Kasdan. But, no, I, I agree with you.
6: And I, Jennifer, I think it could be something with Ray. ultimately that it is, hmm. you know, it's, not, it's that he's never um, had her to lose her because he doesn't have a relationship hmm. with her. But it is right. more like I must do something so that she can care or
1: mm.
6: not think I'm awful. Mm-hmm. Change her mind about me. I right. mean, That would be interesting. Um, so assuming that the First Order will be defeated, because who knows, how do you think it might happen narratively? I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Will it be a, a final lightsaber showdown, a massive space battle? Uh, will Kylo and Hux kind of destroy it from within with their infighting? Just if the good guys are going to win, they have to do a concrete thing. Like, blowing up. Yes. And this is why we keep getting Death Stars and Starkiller bases, because it's a concrete... They blew the one thing up, and everything's
5: fine. But now. everything's... Yay! Yeah, uh, we get a peace orb. I am so intrigued by Kylo versus Hux. It just... I don't think that's going to be the final showdown, but I think that's going to be... When they write the history books and look at the fall <laughs> of First Order, it will be that Snoke goes. There's no true leader, unless Ray Sloan returns. And... Um, <laughs> And it's Hux and, and Kylo tearing it down for the end. But I still, I do think it is Star Wars. It is that part of it is is ingrained into, into yeah. Star Wars and a, a, some kind of big battle and a lightsaber fight that actually has lightsabers hitting. For those who, who didn't like just the throne room stuff and Jedi, yeah. yes, yes, I want that. Yeah, you I know. think we will have that. Uh, what do
6: you think, Jennifer?
7: I want for there to pe- for people to answer Leia's call. That's when we're gonna see Lando. I want a bunch of people rising up, coming together, aliens, different planets, and whatnot coming together to form a new government or or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a rhyming with the prequels um, to basically put their foot down and say, "No more. Yeah, we are not gonna allow you to, you know, to." hurt us anymore Mm -hmm. uh and then and then that will be also in conjunction with the destroying from the inside between kylo and hawks they'll be almost so distracted (laughs) they won't realize Mm. this huge resistance that has that is built up
6: yeah i mean i think that's kind of thrilling and that in a way rhymes with the you know the sort of the montage energy of order 66 Mm -hmm. versus the montage of all the the different battles going at the end of return of the jedi um, just narratively, you know, it's an interesting construction to say like you're following seven pretty big characters as they all do this final push, and at the end, right? You know, the resistance, uh, the first order has crumbled enough that there's hope. You know, that that would be pretty pretty thrilling
1: mm-hmm. if
6: you can make it all work. Yeah. And then it gets around a little bit of like the really pat. We're gonna blow the one thing up, right? Uh, this time it's Coruscant. We're building, ble- <laughs> we're blowing up <laughs> oh, all no. of Coruscant. Who knows? <laughs> uh, how do you think Ray's personal journey will help resolve the story of the Jedi. Mm. This is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things in the sequel trilogy is that Ryan Johnson did reach back to everything that George Lucas set up in the prequel trilogy, made it explicit that the Jedi failed Mm -hmm. and Luke questioned everything. Mm. Ray's got nothing but a bunch of books, probably some force ghosts to talk to. And she gets to decide what's next. What does it mean to be a Jedi now?
5: This this is why I'm I not I don't want the movie to start and Rey has a team of Jedi. You know I, I I want her at the end of this find her true place and if the true place is you know turns out she's you know is related to someone and it was all a ruse or whatever whatever doesn't matter to me at this point. What ends up with I like the idea of a new Jedi, not a gray Jedi, a new Jedi formed in a more uh, you know, balanced uh, vision. We, 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 keep hearing a lot about the bending and all that, and the, the balance and you, you can't, you know, the force is the force. If you think you can control it, that stuff Luke saying, and, and stuff that Luke learns, like, that's all interesting to me. And I hope builds to something yeah. where that all dumps into, into Ray's heart, soul, and brain. And that's the, her end. Yeah. Found her place. And she is going to move forward with the Jedi, but a new version, a new Dawn, if it will. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? What
6: are your thoughts?
7: That's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say. And at the end of the movie, we see that, that hope, that hope for the future of the Jedi, that she's going to embark on this new journey because now she's gone throughout the movie on her own personal journey, discovering what the Jedi should be, bringing balance to their, their way. And so, yeah, that would be a great. A great ending.
6: Yeah.
7: I imagine a beautiful lens flare.
6: <laughs> <laughs> twin sons. Not too big for J.J. J. Abrams, or else he'll <laughs> never. Exactly. Get, he'll never get over the just, just
7: a little, little smidge of a, of a lens flare. <laughs> the twin sunset, you know, and with her new crop of Jedi broom kids there.
6: Yeah. Her <laughs> new, her new <laughs> Jedi broom, broom kids. Yeah. Uh, to me, it'd be interesting if, like, and, and you have to handle this, you know, delicately, because obviously Star Wars is Star Wars. I want lights, lots of lightsaber right, fighting right. and spaceships uh, fighting and everything. Yep. Uh, I want to ride weird animals and fight. Um, but I wonder if it would be cool to be able to see her articulate just a little bit the idea mm-hmm. of what the Jedi is. And maybe that's going to be even in her actions, how she wins the fight, just the way Luke articulated, Like, I, I can't win by fighting. And that's what happened to the Jedi in the prequels. They couldn't figure out a way to win by fighting. right? Um, but obviously Rey's known fighting her whole life. Mm. And I think has this like, not gray Jedi, but a little bit more of that passion and caring about friends and you have to stand up and you have to be assertive and you can't be pushed around and all that. And it'd be interesting if she got to a point of like, well, my Jedi are going to look to the pasture. We're going to have some rules, um, but we're also just going to be really into personal responsibility. Yeah. Because what I learned by being no one and just finding my friends is, I have to trust myself, and we all have to trust ourselves. So it, it would be interesting to see if it was like this this blend of philosophies we've seen of what the Jedi can be.
5: Yeah, and, uh, and like you said, explicitly stating it would be interesting, obviously not sitting down and going, welcome to the first day of class, here's <laughs> what we... But yes, at actions, as a you know, good writer, would show it through the actions. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. her choices, yeah. It, Luke, it has to come through her. Yeah
6: yeah. yeah, yeah. And Luke throws his lightsaber aside, but he doesn't turn yeah. to the camera and go, pacifism <laughs> is yeah. defined by Webster's Dictionary as... You know, right. and I'll tell you what I wish he did
4: <laughs> now, <laughs>
6: now after after the last Jedi debacle. I wish he did. Oh,
4: boy.
6: Fair enough. All right. So uh, one of the things that inspired this conversation this week is that there have been all sorts of rumors, speculation, opinions, desires about which characters from the past might show up. So I want to ask who you're excited for. Who do you think makes sense Let's start with Anakin. Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I really want Anakin because I think he does tie it all together.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Be careful about talking about these rumors, everybody. Um, you know, you'll be acute. Never mind. I'm going down a dark path. Um, Anakin is perfect. Kylo worshipped what Anakin became and what he thought Anakin want. You know, all yeah. that stuff. That talking to the helmet. Um <laughs> For all, and, and here is the thing: it, 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 Ryan Johnson didn't abandon that threat. Snoke invokes the, the, the name of Vader directly. Yeah. He oh, I him. thought you. Oh, yeah. I guess you are not Just, have a kid in a helmet. So I love that Kylo doesn't want to be that anymore. But then maybe he could find it, and then, and then, you know, the, first he worships Vader, then he doesn't want to be Vader, and then in the third act, maybe he learns what Anakin did in the end, or truly was. Yeah. And and that's where. Hayden in having his due,
6: yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Hayden or
5: not,
7: it'd
6: be, <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I would want it to be Hayden. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Yeah, Anakin makes the most sense. It is, it is his saga after all. It is his story, and so to close it out, he's got to be there. Am I remembering this? Wasn't there a rumor that Kylo was going to go to the the castle? Vader's castle. I can't
6: remember if that's been a rumor somewhere or just enough people have said it out loud that <laughs> yeah. they want it, that it's yeah. sort of like, a, you know, just radiating out into the force. I kind of <laughs> yeah. like
7: it. I kind of yeah. like that idea. And that uh, Anakin's force ghost kind of shows up like a haunting. Yeah. You know, Hey, kid, <laughs> let me yeah. tell you. Let me tell you well, why not to go down this path.
5: Yeah, I think, yeah, rumor and and personal desires are often conf- confused in the Star Wars world, yes. aren't they? But that doesn't make, you know, that, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. That's, That's the place where Anakin died, essentially. Right. Where he goes and taps into his pain, as we learned from Charles Soule's comic, and then goes back. And builds this shrine to his past into to the city. I mean, yeah, Yeah. Haunted. And that's where he yells at his employees sometimes. Yes.
7: yes. Oh, yeah. yes. He takes right. harsh business
6: meetings. Harsh yeah. meetings. Right.
7: Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
6: But no, you're, that, that's a really good point, that it is it is where Anakin truly died. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there, I, I really want Anakin, and we're going to mm. run down the rest of this list, but I also just think that there is the real possibility since we got the, the Force vision from the lightsaber in Force Awakens. We got the flashbacks from... Mm. Uh, Luke and Ray, and we've got a lot of new Force powers that I still think it's totally possible that Luke or even Ray has, you know, the new Force move that like this is your life, and oh, just yeah. like makes Kylo, you know, mm. throws Kylo's spirit into the Force where he has to confront a lot of these characters. Ooh. It's like when I think of these characters coming back, I think I think of them in some coming in some fun Force way, not like oh they cloned him, oh yeah, oh yeah, good. But these are all like Force visiony ideas to me
7: the ghost of Christmas yeah,
5: sh- past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Present. <laughs> yes, totally. The ghost of Jedi mistakes. I mean, yeah. I am decidedly, though I love the Clone War, I'm decidedly against clones of Star Wars. Okay. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't know. We've discussed this, this thing before of, oh. of Star Wars fantasy versus science fiction. I don't like Luke. I don't want Palpatine or his triclops son back in. <laughs> um, as clones. But yes, I, I. that's a great point to clarify. I always, every time, uh, hey, these characters coming back, I go to... A Disney Haunted Mansion uh, ghost, yeah, ghost party. Okay, ghost party. All right. Or, and, vi- or visions or images. or Yeah, different. please. It yeah. doesn't do this. And then make it a ride. Oh that my <laughs> gosh. We
6: can go on. Hall oh. of Force ghosts. Hall of Force ghosts, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, moving on <laughs> from Anakin, we're all, all pretty on board. Obi Wan. This is an interesting one to me because I think some people, and I tend to agree, feel like there is leftover baggage of why was he talking to Ray. Why was he mm-hmm. saying Ray? These are for your first steps. Is it just because he uh, that lightsaber was his roommate for many years on Tatooine? Is <laughs> that that uh, that he fought that lightsaber yes. to beat Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader? Is, is that all, or does Obi Wan have a connection to Ray that is
5: not being her grandfather? Right.
7: Yeah. Right. That was where I
5: was. I going. I out of out of Force Awakens. Uh, I mean, I think there's video and audio proof of just loving the idea of. Her being a Kenobi, being related to it. And I'm still, there's something about that that's interesting to me because I just, I I and and we here love Obi Wan, right? He's a great character. So, but I, for whatever reason, now I'm finding myself less interested in the idea of Obi Wan needing to be in this movie. Okay. Would he be? I wouldn't have thought Yoda needed to be in Last Jedi. It's one of my favorite scenes in all Star Wars. So, um, if he comes back, I'm gonna probably be crying in some way. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason now, I've I've moved away from that. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. How Joseph, about you? This was making me think. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize.
7: Yeah i I think I think Anakin is gonna be in it. And then if Anakin's gonna be in it, then to me, you, what do you gonna, You're gonna have Obi Wan in it too, and all all the Force Ghosts, tr- Trot them out, fan favorites. It just it would be <laughs> weird to me. Okay. You know, like, I get that. <laughs> It'd
5: be like the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang when, like, all of a sudden, like okay. Val Kilmer and Abe Lincoln walks in, like Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I loved how they used him in The Force Awakens. I thought that was great. It's already been done. I'll let him save him for a standalone film. Okay.
6: So I'm not talking about Obi One. Uh, Appears And it's just like Kylo's in a hallway and every door you opens, like, oh, there's saucy tin. And like every Jedi we've ever met. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I want that. I want that. No. I mean, I, oh, I, I'll, I want gosh. that. But yeah. I it, yeah. this is just wild speculation. But, you know, imagine it's like it's a, it, this is a truly pivotal moment in the force. Whatever Kylo decides, whatever Ben decides, whatever Ray decides changes everything mm-hmm. to the point where all of these sort of important voices of the story. Mm. who have controlled the fate of the galaxy through their own actions, maybe you don't even see Obi-Wan. Maybe he's just whispering his thoughts, and maybe Anakin is in more mm-hmm. solid form. If if it was more like all a part of one scene that some of these voices and these ideas were coming back, would that feel like a good sort of best of, or would that still feel to you, Jennifer, like, oi? Like let, let's move on hits. to Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <If> <laughs> that anything, you picked up on cassette in a truck stop.
7: Yeah, well, I could see that kind of... <laughs> Like a like a voice montage or whatnot it, with more with Ray then yeah you know and her <laughs> Jedi <laughs> journey <laughs> then that makes yeah. more sense to me
5: montage um, music plays
7: <laughs> right right
5: I sorry yeah, uh, yeah you no catch that's up, it, it?
7: That's, all, I, that's all I got
5: uh maybe and I mentioned the spotlight Star Wars I had, the, I had the Mortis arc last week yeah I'm fascinated by Anakin getting his pretty detailed vision of what what's to come and yeah. then, you know the, the father erases it from the brain and i think it's a funny i get everything about that moment but it's still kind of a funny little moment to me but um yeah if ray has something kind of if she has her own kind of uh, an additional force cave i i would that would make sense hmm. i i'm i'm interested in both of them having some kind of maybe they're there together ray yeah. and kylo hmm. i don't know yeah. It's, it's like young guns where they sip the peyote and you all go on your different journeys. Yeah. Right. Just oh the more I think about it, like if they touch a little
6: bit on the prophecy of the chosen one and this yes. these cycles of light and dark and them being out of balance, like that's a way to give it a sense of finality that's not finality for the galaxy, but mm-hmm. for the Skywalker saga. Right. Mm-hmm. For all of you kids, all you Skywalker kids who keep messing with the balance of the galaxy, this is it. Yeah. The cycle's got to be yeah. broken now. Except for Leia. Leia's good. And She's Leia cool. Did, yeah, <laughs> if Leia had just trained with Yoda. Everything would be fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this was floating around as a uh, a wild rumor on the old uh, on the old internet. Palpatine. Do we have any desire to see Palpatine again in this context? Not. It's the plot. Not. Not right. Kylo finds the uh, the Palpatine holocron and Palpatine's motivating the whole movie, or he's cloned, but just mm. as a sp- Spirit as an idea,
5: love. I, I love the idea. Yeah, you do. I, I do.
6: I do.
7: Oh, okay.
5: I do. Um, in the sense that I still, I still think at some point we will learn that, that Snoke and Palpatine had tea, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and sat down, and that right. uh, I mean, <laughs> even in Thrawn alliances, they they, they go to Batuu, Thrawn Invader because. Palpatine's like something's there now. Do we get that answer in the book? I don't know, you know. But but this has been kind of the theme in Aftermath, uh, Gallius Rex, all that. Do I want there's a, do I want something? You know, I, there's sometimes things I don't want, but then I get them, and I'm like, oh wow, you know. I've talked. I, I didn't want Han and Leia to be separated. Yeah, but then I get it, and I'm like, that's realistic. It's it, it's powerful. It means something. I did not want Luke to be standing on a hill trying to burn down a temple in a tree. And I got it. I'm like, I'm tremendously moved by it. I don't want Palpatine to be tremendously factored in or be around, but he's the Phantom Menace. Yeah. He's the reason a lot of this came about. If the saga is going to be complete, I think he has a seat at the table. Okay. If that makes any sense.
6: A seat at the Force Ghost table. (laughs) He's not a Force Ghost because he's (laughs) sick. But yeah. Interesting. Jennifer's looks troubled. She, you, I, you look yeah. like you're doing an impression of Palpatine. Your face is <laughs> scrunched up.
7: Ah, uh, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. And again, if Anakin's going to be in it, and then you you have Obi Wan's vo- voice, then you trot out Palpatine. It's just the greatest hits. I, you know, Jennifer,
5: you're not you're not wrong. I I totally know what you're feeling, and I hear some of these things off air and on and, and on air, and I and I'm like, uh, nah, nah, but. So I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm not disagreeing at all that it would come off if, if it's done clunky. But again, it's how, it's, you know, I want I want Chief Wicket, but done wrong, that could be silly. Done right, it could be really powerful. Well, let's you know, move. Oh, go ahead.
7: It becomes like a clip show. You know when you watch like <laughs> your favorite show, and they're like, "You remember the time when blah blah blah?" And they're just like basically you're like yeah. using old footage from old shows because they didn't want to record a new one. <laughs> That's like you what remember this that feels time
5: like. we went to the opera?
7: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs>
5: Do it. No, yeah.
7: No, no clip show for Star yeah. Wars.
5: You're, you're definitely not wrong, Jen. I just I think there's some <laughs> stuff in here that each of these characters does have a a connective thread to the bigger story.
6: Yeah,
7: Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be very interesting to see uh, because I'd almost enjoy a clip show in the middle of like this brave, fresh new movie and then, and your old friends, bye. (laughs) Uh, In that spirit, uh, what wild, surprising, weird characters would you want to appear? Because I think part of the reason that these wild rumors are showing up is because JJ said, Mm -hmm. I want this to connect everything. In some ways, it's like uh, every character's, Fair game, right? Mm. Who would you want to appear if it was just like, wow, we just want to see some of the old favorites? Um, mm.
5: um Tarful. tarful. <laughs> <laughs> um there could be uh there's there's a place for Qui-Gon at the table, too, with the Force Ghost. Dinner. Absolutely. Uh, again, probably because I was wa- watching the Mortis Arc and and I don't think that's actually his Force Ghost. I think it's some kind of apparition, but but yeah, uh, that could be. Yeah. Could be good. As far as wild and crazy. Yeah, I'm talking about not even a good idea, but just like. Oh, bad idea? Oh,
7: yeah. well, I got bad ideas. Bad
5: idea, so. jeans? What do you got, Jen?
7: Well, I mean, there's anybody. <laughs> Lumpy, itchy. There's Ben Quadraneros. Like, wait, he's alive, right?
5: Lumpy, yeah. Uh, lumpy's interesting.
7: Lumpy, right? Makes sense. Well, again, lumpy's featured. A
5: possibility. Featured wonderfully in an interlude in and Aftermath. Oh, and yeah and you know maybe 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 the, we're looking for fighters we're looking for armies oh yeah you maybe to chewy's to, like hold on let me call my boy yeah oh, no yeah. yeah really yeah the oh, wookies I like didn't
6: answer let like call I come like on, right
5: chief lumpy yeah <laughs> commander lumpy
7: <Now laughs> this, I think, this i can get behind yeah. palpatine not so sure lumpy okay. yes well, what
6: about shmi what about a Shmi appearance? Somehow, again, not a clone. Who knows? Oh lord! This is I'm going back into your nightmare place of the the, 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 the I the was going to say Wicked.
7: Show. I was on a happy note. Okay. now we're going to <laughs> Shmi. Wicked too.
5: <laughs> Come on, Wicked. But
7: but yeah, okay. Don't I legitimately want to
5: see Chief Chief Wicked in some way? I love it.
6: Okay, what about ancient Jar Jar? What about elderly Jar Jar?
7: Love it. You got no problem
6: with that. Nice. All right. Hashtag elderly Jar Jar. Oh my gosh. We're starting the old, movement. Old man Jar Jar. A t-shirt. Old man Jar Jar. Old man, man Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Yeah, that's probably better than elderly. He's the
7: key to It's all a little cooler.
6: Old man Jar old Jar man has Jar. like a cool leather jacket. <laughs> he, right?
5: Yeah. He, he's he lives up in the cabin at the end of the road. He's a yeah. prospector. Old man he, Jar Jar. Like, like, oh my i He's gosh, wearing seen some
7: fuzzy sweater. I love it.
5: Um, <laughs> a fuzzy bomber jacket. But the, uh, the point, he's, uh, yeah. He's space vaping. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. And Dexter Jetster Junior. Who, who do you have? Do you have other one? Is this some of your choices? Uh, uh,
6: you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, I, Lobot would be fascinating. Ooh. Like, can you pull Lobot off, even in just a background shot? Yes, he's still in Lando's
5: crew. Because you gotta wonder how much does that computer now that it's plugged in keep him from aging?
6: Yeah. Well,
5: mm. maybe. Yeah, maybe ages normally. Does he pass He'd still it on be to his going? son.
6: Yeah. Is it Lobot Junior?
7: Sure, maybe he's a clone.
6: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if we do get random flashes of Jedi, Mobot. I Mobot. <laughs> Mobot. And Nobot. Not, can't be Gobot, because that's taken.
7: d <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's like a scat song. <laughs> uh,
6: I would take Sinube, the mm-hmm. uh the Jedi who has the uh, sword cane lightsaber mm-hmm. from the Clone Wars. Oh. And Data Bank Brawl. And Data Bank Brawl, <laughs> yep. Which uh, all count. All right, uh, steering us back into the realm of uh, possible reality. Go
5: all day. Oh we, yeah, we can name <laughs> yeah, Star Wars could. characters who probably <laughs> yeah. shouldn't appear in Episode
6: Nine. All right, we settled on Old Man Jar Jar, and that's what's yeah. important. hashtag Old Man Jar Jar. Familiar planets, though, I think that is a possibility. Uh-huh. Now I, that there is this great tension between it's wide open and you're trying to wrap it up, and JJ has been accused of going back to the well and in, in Force Awakens, where do you land? You want to see. Tatooine—that is where it all began. Do you want to go to Coruscant, what used to be the seat of yeah. power?
5: Do you want the Ewoks to show up and help out one more time? Like I do, I do in some in some way. If done right, Kashik, um, I, I want to go back to Jakku. Okay, I really do want to go back oh, to ooh, Jakku. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you have to. I think for Ray's journey, there could be and, and the observatory that was there. There's something going on, but the series ending in an, it, 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 under the twin sons of Tatooine. I'd probably mm. really like that. Yeah. Again, depending on how you do it. But yeah, I you know, I don't know how. I don't know what. I don't know the content. I don't know if Ray's standing there and going, well, turns out he was my dad. And uh, no, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> but but there's some poetry, really powerful poetry. There. Yeah. How would you feel if it ended up back on Tatooine ultimately?
7: Well, I think we're going back to a desert planet. Uh, it's just which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just which one. I think Tatooine... I kind of like that. That wasn't my initial reaction. I thought, for sure, Coruscant makes the most sense. Uh, Of course, Endor would be amazing. And I would have thought, no, that would never be possible. But look at what they did with... um The Battlefront and Mm. and Versio, and and they made that legit. So Mm -hmm. I I don't think people would get too upset uh, over Ewoks appearing. But Tatooine makes the most sense.
6: Yeah. If there is any sort of victory montage, I could definitely see some Ewoks just thrown in for a a cheer for like a three second shot, right? I mean, why not make it happen? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little, at first I was like, no, 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 no. But now I'm a little pulled toward Tatooine. Right. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. this. Picture, like, Jennifer, you're describing, like, all of these different people rising up across the galaxy. And the, the real battle is being solved out there in the stars. And, like, mm. the First Order has crumbled. Mm. But somehow, Kylo and Rey end up on Tatooine fighting their <laughs> final fight. And it's not even about the fate of the galaxy. Now it's just about the fate of these two, you know, people Unknown. strong in the Force who are going to direct where the Force goes next. Yeah,
5: in Kenobi's hut overlooking oh, oh, yeah. the valley Ooh. there. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, yeah. What ghost Obi Wan just watches? Not not the lamp. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Am I decorating? Uh, so, in in terms of like prequel stuff, the the sequel trilogy has certainly referenced it. How do you feel about uh, if the prophecy of the chosen one gets brought up, either in passing mention or it's you know more important? Because I think mm-hmm. if you're going to
5: really include the sequels, that's a big part of the story. I, I think it's so. I, I think in a weird way, in my mind the chosen one. The prophecy chosen one is resolved in that it, it it maybe died with Luke, and even though Anakin might have been it as well, right? Yeah. depending on, And I think it's great the prophecies are from a point of point of view. So I don't want it necessarily like back. Like turns out Ray was it, mm-hmm. but turns out Ray's the next one, or there's a new purpose. Like what was, or or we get an answer on what was the purpose of the chosen one. I, I'm okay with opening that Pandora's box of Star Wars lore discussion. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm, In some
7: way. Yeah, every generation has a chosen one. Ooh, uh, yeah, there could be. That might. And then the Buffy
6: theme kicks in, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, (laughs) right,
7: exactly. Um, Uh,
5: Every generation was born a slayer. I mean a chosen
7: one. uh, uh, Yeah, she has those books. Maybe she'll find out more information in those books.
5: And how to fight White Walkers. I totally
6: agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is a wild thing. How would you feel if... uh, If the prophecy was sort of uh, uh, discovered to be BS, if like that, like Ray or Kylo kind of came to that conclusion that maybe some of all of this fighting has been based on this idea that uh, Anakin Mm -hmm. is so powerful and Luke is the only one who can do this, and Mm -hmm. that maybe they they put way too much stock in that, and you know it really sort of reinforces personal choices, not Mm -hmm. cosmic fate.
5: Would that feel like a betrayal of what has come before, or
6: just another point of view?
0: That's good.
5: Uh, I think another point of view again comes <laughs> down to, to, to execution. I wouldn't want them to necessarily say, you know, Luke wasn't or Vader wasn't, yeah. and all that. But but what you're the spirit of what you're saying is is really interesting. Of like what it might mean now, and and that uh, the, the, going to the Game of Thrones thing. Like I I am all about this series, the show and the books, ending with. The wheel completely broken and something new emerges, yeah. right? That it's no longer about the throne and all stuff. They're, they're, so, they're, what you're saying to me strikes a, a chord in that same area. Yeah. Of like, yep, that all was and it all meant something, but we are in a brand new territory. Right. So, not so much
6: that the yeah. prophecy was interpreted wrong or whatever. Mm. Whatever happened with the prophecy happened. Whatever happened with Amen. Anakin and Luke happened. And now, no more prophecies, right. no more books. We decide. We decide.
5: Yeah. Uh, I could like that.
6: Yeah. That would be interesting because then it Mm -hmm. isn't casting aspersions backwards. It's just looking into the future. Yeah. yeah, Oh. Yeah.
7: I love that. I think that's a great idea because it ties in with Ryan Johnson's message and ending. And I don't think it negates or contradicts George Lucas's films. I think it actually is kind of what George Lucas was trying to say is that, you know, you have the power over your destiny, the choices that you make. It's not that, oh, you're destined to be a bad person. Mm-hmm. You can't ever be redeemed. No. So I think it, it's a, a modern way of... And it's also a great way for Rey to embark on her new Jedi journey. Yeah. Is saying, well, that, that was the past, but now this is the
6: future. Now this is our future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, so George has said that Star Wars is a morality tale for 12-year-olds. What moral or idea would you want communicated by the last chapter of the saga?
5: That uh, you can. Uh, you're all kind of saying some great points that make me think because this is another one of like not a struggled to answer, but like what's the re- what is the real thing here? That what is my real answer? And it might be something to do with uh, you can change, you can grow, and that you have those choices to emerge new, and that maybe you don't have to be beholden to what you the books said, and uh, you know, you know that this idea of of Continue to grow and, and challenge yourself, and, and as you're 12 and facing the world, you're about to be programmed uh, just chemically. You know, yeah. they I mean? always talk about the hardwiring. I walk like my dad. I sit in the movie theater like my dad. You know, <laughs> so some things are there, but like the rest is 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 in your control. And yeah. maybe That's when Luke mentions uh, the dogmatic view of the Jedi, all this kind of, and their hubris and all that kind of thing. And it's part of what I think is already starting to come out. Yeah, might be, mm-hmm. might be.
7: Yeah. How about it's you, Jennifer? Yeah, I think it's twofold. And the first one is what George Lucas said. Everyone has the power, ability to be a hero. It doesn't mean about wielding a lightsaber. It's in your small actions, how you treat other people. That is what makes someone a hero. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that everyone has there's consequences to your actions. Mm. And if you make good choices, good things will happen to you. Obviously, sometimes bad things happen. But if you make bad choices and then... You learn from them and move past them, you're still going to suffer the consequences of your previous bad actions. You Mm. know, you can be forgiven, but you know, there's going to be some residual effects. And so I think that that's where it's like for Kylo Ren, even if he does get beyond it and his previous actions, we (laughs) cannot forget that he killed his father. He's Mm. going to have to suffer for that in some way. Yeah. That's just, that's just life that's really powerful we Jennifer. Hope.
6: the we've talked uh before you know and i'm sure we're going to talk again about oh what's going to happen to ben solo but we've talked about like well maybe he does come back to the light but people are not ready to forgive him and he just does go live on a planet by himself and just when you were describing that in my mind the final shots of episode 9 became ray and all of her friends on a planet, watching the suns go down, and Kylo all by himself <laughs> on a different planet, watching the suns going down, having to live with the choices he made. Probably flip those shots so you end on the happier one. <laughs> right. I would suggest, but yeah, that's that's powerful and it's got some duality, mm. you know. And yeah. It's a big part of Star Wars. I like that. it Could Listen. be a real
5: bittersweet, powerful moment. Yeah, whatever yeah. Kylo's redemption is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. I like everything that that you guys are saying. I think for me, I I really hope that we will get a little bit of at least an attempt or an idea at the Star Wars version of breaking the wheel. of mm-hmm. we've, we've been through these cycles of war, uh, literally in the galaxy, light and dark. How can we move forward in a different direction?
5: Mm. I like that a lot.
6: Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I always want to close out with a little bit of a fun question. So going back to just a Star Wars classic, do we want to just see a straightforward, clean shot of a lightsaber cutting a damn hand off?
5: Yes. Armitage Hawks yeah. at the hand at the hands of Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, maybe now Ben Solo, but yes. Oh wow! Oh, that's
7: good. That's that's perfect. I love that. I was going to say like in the background, someone loses an ah with a Wilhelm scream, uh, but I love that.
6: Yeah,
4: that's great.
6: That's beautiful. Th- here's another uh, idea for how Kylo ends. That uh, Hux gets his lightsaber up, or uh, his blaster up, he starts to fire. Kylo cuts his hand off, but it's too late, and Hux has already shot Kylo. (laughs) But he still cuts his hand off. So, like, it shoots, and then the hand falls. (laughs) That second suspended in the air like Like a cartoon, like Bugs Bunny running off a cliff.
7: That's new. That's fresh. That's new. new.
6: I don't think that's going to happen. Not (laughs) a prediction. Uh, So that's uh, it for our big uh, meaty discussion about the sort of rhyming nature of episode nine. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about all that and. Old Man Jar Jar.
5: Old Man. Star Wars Episode nine. Old Man Jar Jar. That's what I want. No, Thank you, Joseph, for leading us through that. It, speculation is absolutely fun. Uh, that's why we like to speculate responsibly. And you can get that T-shirt on T-Public. We'll talk about that later. Um, but as information comes out and rumors become facts, we will obviously revisit this discussion and maybe even have some... Final predictions as we race towards that movie, which will be here before you know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Time will move on. So we'll have uh, more of that, but uh, some uh, deep stuff to ruminate on right now. As we like to do, we're going to audience questions. We take questions from you. We'll tell you where to reach out afterwards. Let's dive in. Rick Villanueva asks, do you guys have a favorite toy or figure from back in the day? I've been going through my old 77 to 85 Kenner stuff lately, thinking about all the joy my toys gave me. By the way, mine was my Y-Wing. So (laughs) quickly, if you listen long enough, you know my Y-Wing, which I did finally throw away when I moved to this apartment last year, was my favorite, but I'll have a backup answer. But I do want to kick it to you both uh, and ask that question first, Jennifer.
7: Too many to name, too many. But I think Mm. one that's really been a favorite of mine and my daughters lately is, is the Tauntaun. Uh, with Mm. the belly that she can stick pencils in
8: (laughs) (laughs) or anything,
7: and I'll find random things in the belly. (laughs) I'm like, what is this doing here? Play-Doh. Play-Doh
6: in the belly of the Tauntaun. Yeah, it's my favorite right now. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely uh, too many to answer, so the one that I would pick out is uh, Yoda, because he's been with me the longest. He's the one of my original figures that I brought here with me to Los Angeles, and he is sitting on my desk next to a a, a, a Luke, an Obi-Wan, and a Ray. Guiding me in the force.
5: That's mm. great. I, I, you know, it's so funny. You, you hard snake, I should say too. The Just, hard snake. Yeah. Oh, oh, hard snake. I didn't wow. have a soft snake yet. I had yeah, a hard snake. Yet. Truly important thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is. Um I think for the outside of the Y-wing which was great because it was just for me it was like it was the first big Star Wars toy I got yeah. and it, was, it 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 took a you know and I didn't have the cool X-wing like my friends had. So but in terms of figures I'll tell you one that always comes up in my mind. Um I I got the Bespin security guard. The mm. moment I was he the Asian guy with a little mustache I'm trying to picture him in my head. I can't remember. Um because it was that one. Okay. It was that one. And I don't know. I, I just remember picking them out. And I don't know why. Because I, I, you know, I didn't have a... I remember we got... God, I'm having a flashback. We got a tax return. Uh, my, we, my dad and mom. <laughs> and it was like, you get to go pick out a toy. Oh. So back in the day, we you turn that corner, you get the Wall of Kenner. Mm-hmm. And this was still back in that time period, uh, around the time of Jedi. And I don't know why, but I picked the bestman security guard. Good like dapper little yeah, suit, blue yeah, blue there, the little mustache and the the gray blaster. And I don't know why. And so I'm always it's just always like, what made me choose that? A lot of things to choose from. We I could chose that.
6: Definitely do a whole episode of just uh <laughs> toy memories, <laughs> the toys
5: that broke us. So serious <laughs> I want to do. So thank you, Rick, for that uh, that question. Inspired a lot of thoughts. Logan Millsap. In a deleted scene for Star Wars, Luke Skywalker witnesses a space battle over Tatooine. Of course, Luke was often looking to the skies, yearning for adventure. But is it possible that his gaze was drawn skyward on this particular day because of his forced connection with Leia? Could Luke sense that his sister was in peril? Talking some cosmic living force Cosmic versus living. Talking about the force, Joseph.
6: Yeah. I think it's a super cool idea. The more I think about A New Hope, it's so constructed. It's like all of these happenstance need to happen so the story Mm -hmm. can get... I think like A New Hope should be subtitled. The force gets impatient.
5: Yeah. And makes
6: this stuff happen. So I like all of the ideas. Like just like every little bit of fate possible is throwing itself at Luke going, you got to start on your journey, dude. You're Mm -hmm. getting too old. (laughs) You got to start on your journey. So one of those connections being that this is, of course, the planet that Leia comes to and that maybe... you would feel a stronger pull to look up uh, because his sister's there is a cool idea to me.
5: It is a cool idea. Uh, Jen?
7: Yeah, that is a, that is a great idea. It makes me want to, I wish that they had kept the scene (laughs) for that, Mm -hmm. for that reason, but it's something I had never thought about. So thank you, Logan.
5: Yeah. uh, I like that idea of the force kind of getting impatient. I I really like that. I I go to the, the rebel season three, you know, twin sons episode and, and, the big mall moment and then Obi-Wan goes and stares and it's about a 16, 17 year old Luke running across. And it's like in my time, in my mind, I'm like, what, what is Obi-Wan thinking? Yeah. Like I still got, I'm, I'm keeping him safe. I'm doing my duty. When's my duty end? But like, is he going to be like 40? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm on still just schedule. like, how you doing Luke? Yeah. <laughs> and And that you could even go to the events of Rogue One, or you could say the Force. You know, when does when does it when does it end? When is the speculation of what the Force does ends? I don't know. That's part of it. But you got Scarif, and Scarif is near Tatooine, and then the ship runs this way. There's all those things you could have fun with, whether or not they uh, you know George intended them or not. That's part of the fun. So yeah, absolutely, Logan. Good stuff. Don't know the answer, but I think it's possible. Patreon, we like to take a couple questions from our wonderful Patreon supporters. We'll tell you where to reach out and support if you want. Later on, Alden Diaz writes, Do you think an institution like the Jedi Order was doomed to fail? Keepers of the peace that are consistently armed with the greatest handheld weapons in the galaxy does seem a tad contradictory. Were their heads ever in the right place? We can see that George was commenting on large and old institutions and how quickly the decisions can hurt society. So just had me thinking, Alden, this is some thinking. It kind of parallels how the Night's Watch and Game of Thrones would have failed the realm if Jon Snow hadn't made some radical choices that went against their ways. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here
6: in this group. Yeah, and for Uh, clarity, Alden wrote that, uh, mm -hmm. who wrote this question, because that's the kind of thing you
5: would normally just tack on the Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah, comparison. Right, right. Yes, you're right. It all comes back to it. Game of Thrones or pro wrestling for me. Um, so this is, yeah, okay. I like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin on this one, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think my take
6: is that Lucas was definitely interested in failed organizations and that sort of large organizations corrupt mm-hmm. over time and become self-obsessed and dogmatic and all that. To me, and I think this is just an utter opinion thing, not a right or wrong about Star Wars, I think it comes down to a sort of philosophy of how you use action and violence mm-hmm. ultimately. And I don't think that George Lucas was ever saying you shouldn't mm-hmm. stand up and use violence if you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, we're told in movies, it's use the force for knowledge and defense. Defense, yeah. And I think uh, I think for me, that's maybe a little bit what we're going to see with Ray, of a little bit of Luke got himself to a point where just like, I don't want to raise a blade to anyone.
5: Mm-hmm
6: and i think rays maybe in that place where like i don't want to either but if somebody who is totally innocent is going to be cut down by somebody evil i will stand up with my mm-hmm. blade never out of anger never out of attack but out of defense mm-hmm. and to me uh it's one of the really deep and interesting parts of star wars is yeah being able to consider that
5: yeah uh, mm-hmm. the jedi order lost their way in my view Jen. you yeah. know uh at least some of it uh, we talk yoda talks about the you know the you know, more arrogant and where the hallway scene, you know, I'm yeah. so bad with quotes. Um, but you know, talk about the the young, the millennial Jedi's are a little different <laughs> here, they got the attitude to so arrogant, but you know, that and then the, the idea of uh, they became generals and that was maybe against the, what they should have been, all those kind of stuff, Jen. It, it's interesting,
7: yeah. I think that I think that you answered the question, Alden. Is that is that George was commenting on large and old institutions and how it really is it were was their ideas that were ended up being harmful it was not their lightsabers it was their way that they were thinking um that was not good so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's all right there in yeah. my opinion
5: and the connection to the night's watch you know that the, the night's watch is my favorite part of game of thrones I have, uh, uh, but what ended up happening is i think uh, time to what a little bit of was saying earlier is failure to to adapt failure to look at things on, on more of a case-by-case basis and look and looking, going you know we got got these things we got to do why well because we do them yeah okay well this <laughs> this is what's happening now and sometimes it's hard and it's one of the hard things to do as human beings uh you know to, to i I am very stubborn in a lot of ways so it rings true to me and, and to look at the, the Jedi did things for a thousand generations and things got different. Yeah, and then they maybe stuck or changed in the wrong. A lot of you, know, ad- how you adapt is, yeah. is important.
7: That's great. In fact, if you're listening to the latest thing of a, epi- a series of serial, that's what they're talking about. Is about the government and the way that our system works and how sometimes it it does fail, and mm-hmm. you have to take things on a case by case basis. Mm. Sorry, just thought I'd share that. No, listening to that on the way here, boy. It's no, great. it's mm. a good podcast.
6: I think that's all great, but I I, I think that Alden's. Like main question about I don't think that I don't think that they were doomed to follow that path as soon as they picked up a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. No, um, mm. that it is more yeah. about institution and yes. like we're talking about with Ray of like in an individual with a lightsaber could make really great decisions and could never swing it to hurt anybody, but only ever swing it to block somebody
5: right. from mm-hmm. from hurting someone else. Right. right. I think that's a good final point. Yeah. To answer Alton's original question, final. Th- Thought here from Farah Storm. Uh, Farrah writes, whenever I get into a conversation with someone about Star Wars, I frequently find myself referencing, quote, this awesome podcast I'm obsessed with called Force Center. Wow, thank you. <laughs> and almost inevitably uh, enter... Quote, uber nerd mode, chattering on about your different shows, what they're about, and why they're so cool. Unfortunately, excited uber nerd mode isn't always the best way to grab someone's attention. If you had to sell Star Wars fans on why they should listen to Force Center in 10 seconds or less, what would you say? Farrah Storm is our marketing coordinator right (laughs) now, and it's a great thought. Um, Jennifer, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what do you got?
7: Okay. Elevator pitch. 10, ten seconds. Yeah. From the sequels to the prequels, from the holiday special to Caravan of Courage, our love for Star Wars knows no bounds.
5: Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, we might need to start putting that in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. There you go. I <laughs> got to rewrite everything now. <laughs> now I got to rewrite our
6: <laughs>
0: Patreon page, yeah.
5: our Podomatic page.
0: Oh.
5: <laughs> This is a great question. Yeah, a guy, yeah it's a <laughs> great yeah. question. Uh, the elevator pitch. Yeah. I'm horrible at pitching, Joseph. You've, oh. you've had some pitch meetings recently. Oh. You might be better at them oh, than yeah, but it than I am.
6: You know, it, it takes time to do exactly what Jennifer did, which is yes. to boil it down. Uh, I think I would just say hashtag old man Jar Jar. Yes. And if the <laughs> conversation continues beyond that, <laughs> then I know I've got someone. Uh, I would say just give it give it a chance just to see if you are impressed or disturbed by how many thoughts we have about Star Wars, <laughs> and then you'll know whether you want to continue.
1: That's yeah, good.
5: it is, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, how, do, how do you describe it? Jennifer had nailed this, by the way, so there's yeah, no, I mean, they were just she won this round, yeah, oh, wow, I mean, yeah, okay. points land up, but um, fair brings a good question because. I feel, you know, we we say we're you know celebrating Star Wars, which which was a carryover from some of the Jedi Lion stuff, which you had uh, taken over my seat, Joseph, and and um, that's uh, that's hard to boil down because I think we 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 are not uh, pounding our fists on desks and throwing shoes, and we are thoughtful, insightful, uh, funny, and. And humble Star Wars fans, and <laughs> yeah, that doesn't always work in the digital media age. Yeah. So, Farah, you've given us some stuff to think about. I don't have that answer yet, but I think Jen does. Yeah, and we're gonna start putting that on bumper stickers. Absolutely. On <laughs> page.
6: Uh, and thanks uh, to Farah for that very nice question and the very nice compliments. And, yeah, and thank you thank for listening you.
5: and for spreading the word. Is that's yeah. that's the most valuable thing in this digital media age? Is word spreading. Word <laughs> spreading, like a fine butter on toast. Mm. So. <laughs> so uh, we thank you, Farah, Alden, Logan, and Rick for your great questions and observations and thought starters. If you have a question for us, you can reach out on Twitter using the hashtag Four Center Pod, Facebook pages, Four Center Podcast. We have a website, fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. Uh T public, I mentioned the speculate responsible. We talk about it a lot. It is it is a it is something close to our hearts here. We mean it. We believe in it. And uh, you can buy the T-shirt to represent that on tpublic.com slash user slash force center. Tweet us a pic. We'll reshare it. Podcast available on Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. We have the YouTube page. We have the Instagram page on YouTube. A lot more stuff coming up. I've uh, been going up, and we're uh, percolating our little brains about some other ideas. Um, so please, if you haven't subscribed on uh, the YouTube page, just type in Force Center. You'll find us there. And over on Patreon, Joseph, as always, we appreciate the support because we're building towards some goals.
6: That's right. One of the things you can find on YouTube is our commentaries of uh, Phantom Menace and The Last Jedi. We want to do commentaries for all the Star Wars movies. You can help us do that by going to patreon.com slash
5: Center. Absolutely. Jennifer, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life and your career, and a lot of thoughts about a lot of things.
7: That's right. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Jennifer Landa. Shout out to Stephen Patrick Helm for coining my new nickname, the Landalorian. <laughs> Saw
6: that. that
7: was some great friends. Awesome. That was
6: with some Photoshop, right?
7: Yeah. It was oh, great.
6: Beautiful, beautiful.
5: Uh, Joseph, when you're not uh, pounding drinks with me at a rock <laughs> show like a couple 22 year olds. <laughs> You're doing some wonderful other things. That's right. I am. In, uh, you can find me
6: not pounding on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw, and then all my other adventures are on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And like I said, you can check out this new project, Adventures in Voting. Info on that will be a website and all my social media.
5: That sounds spectacular. Get out there, register to vote if uh, you still got the time. Check your local listings. Uh, you'll find out that it's uh, it is important. Princess Leia would want you to do it. Uh, You can follow me at Ken That includes YouTube and Instagram and all the normal places. We'll see you next time. It is fun talking Star Wars with all of you out there in the Force Center audience. One of the more thoughtful and uh, concerned and compassionate Star Wars audiences. Let's continue that trend as we go forth in the Star Wars galaxy. See you.